Have you ever heard the expression before, to do as I say and not as I do? Now, you've probably had this before where you've seen someone that says something but does very different actions. Well, today's video is something that I've been really excited to release for a while, but I had to first get the video out last Thursday so I could give you context for a lot of the WEF members and the attendees at these conferences. I'm gonna to prove today that what they actually say is very different from what they actually do. And we're gonna focus on food, of course, the destruction of food. But before we get into that, I've gotta show you just three really quick articles and that will give you a little bit of context for what I'm about to show you, where I have caught them red-handed. So let's get into it. So on last week's video then, I clearly explained and showed you concrete evidence and proof out of their own mouth that they were deliberately destroying what they call fossil fuel and the industry around that. Now this article came out on the 26th of July, 2019, and it shows that there was a plan back then in, in July of 19 to cut all funding towards fossil fuel projects by 2020. So this has actually played out very well and we know where we are right now with all of this. Another article then, this is over two years old, this is uh, November of 2019, European Investment Bank, and this isn't the first bank by the way, to phase out fossil fuel financing. So again, we know, and they've now concluded what I've been saying for years, that they are deliberately destroying the flow of energy. So I just wanted to give a little bit of context as to what I talked about on Thursday, because now we want to move into food and food production. We know this is a big one, and I'll show you this here. So this is what they're focused on getting down. It's uh, CO2 emissions or methane, which they don't like to use that word because it's too uh, focused and people will realize what that means. It's livestock and the like. But we know that they want to get down this area here in red, as well as this small box here in green. So this red box says livestock and fish farms, 30% of food emissions. So they need to get this down in order to hit their uh, CO2 net zero targets, as well as the crops for animal feed. So this here, this 30% plus this 6% is 36% that they need to get down. So are they leading by example? On the face of it, like most of these organizations, you would say yes, a fresh regional plant-rich diet. I wanted to know what was on the agenda for food for their meetings. And look at this, great, here we go. Um, Future Food Wednesday, offering tasty, delicious alternatives to meat at lunch. We have collaborated with regional suppliers. It makes it sound so romantic here. Local chefs and the Congress Center Kitchen to marry alternative proteins with local and seasonal produce, creating exciting menu choices for everyone. So it's all about this plant-based diet. That's what they are uh, creating here. So I then noticed this article when I was doing a little bit of research, 90% of the cheese, huh? Cheese served at Davos, that's interesting, considering they don't want any animal proteins and it's really, really bad. But 97% of the cheese service from Davos itself. The WEF has also restarted purchases of salmon. Salmon, isn't that, hold on, didn't they just say fisheries they want to get down? Okay, probably not the best start then. But here's what I did then, I've been keeping this very, very quiet. 
I know that there's certain carnivorous, shall we say, restaurants in Davos. So I may or may not have asked a friend of mine to put in a call around when the WEF meeting was going on to see if she could book us a table. Again, I say I may or may not have done this, no, no liability on, on me here. And what we found out was there were no tables available. Now that's quite interesting. Why were there no tables available? Well, we found out that even with fewer people at the meeting this year, most restaurants remained packed. And this steakhouse, which is a famous uh, steakhouse for bringing slabs of meat on a hot stone, said that they were still as busy as usual. There were no tables available. And the waitress remarked, they come for the steak. Interesting. Isn't that kind of counter to what they're saying? They need to get rid of all of this this meat, but yet the steakhouse was fully booked and there wasn't a table available because of the WEF participants at Davos. Now that is what you call being caught red-handed. Do as I say, not as I do. Now I wanna show you another contradiction. I haven't seen anyone cover this yet. So this is Mark Carney here, and you'll remember my video last week where I talked about him and some of the other people. Well. Mark Carney runs GFANS. We've established this, $130 trillion worth of assets that he's in charge of. He runs the world as he agreed to at the start of that um, Q&A panel. And again, you can watch that video. So he runs pretty much everything. Okay, so he's the man responsible for this race to net zero. Well, I just happened to be looking at another website called the Bilderberg Meetings. So this is the Bilderberg Group. Many of you will be aware of this. And as I always do, I go through and I look up every single person who's here and I look into them. What are their ties? Who are they? What are they doing? Well, I just happened to find Mark Carney, but it doesn't say anything about GFANS here. It says Vice Chair of Brookfield Asset Management. Now, I had no idea about this. I wasn't aware. I had to look up Brookfield Asset Management. Uh, very interesting. So let's look at them here. They have $725 billion of assets under management, 150,000 operating employees in 30 different countries, 100 years as owner operators. Now, what do they specialize in? It's renewable power and transition. Let me read this out. Our multi-technology global platform helps governments and businesses meet their decarbonization goals. I see. So Mark then, is his job to create this transition because when he tr creates this transition and the more of it he does, the more money that his company and shareholders make. And just to be clear here, if I go on to I don't know why his picture is so large on, on their website, but we're on the website and it says about uh, Mark Carney. So Mark Carney is a vice chair of Brookfield Asset Management. So he's a vice chair, quite head up, high up, head of transition investing. Okay, so he's the head of transition investing. Okay. In this role, he's focused on the development of products for investors that will combine positive social and, so, okay, so this is ESG with strong risk adjusted returns. So let me ask you a question then. Is that a conflict of interest? If it's your job to make profit from transitioning companies and the more companies you transition, the more you make, is that a, a conflict of interest for you to be responsible for the global transition of renewable energy. 
I would say yes. Whenever there is money involved in anything, it corrupts decisions because the people making decisions know they'll make more money. And here's a good example. I've, I've mentioned this many times before. When people come to me for guidance, not, not financial advice, on certain investments or, or, or things like that, and they say to me, Neil, I've been advised by this broker or financial advisor to go into this product um, as opposed to that product. What do you think? And I'll look at it very objectively and I'll look up what the broker or financial advisor might earn in commission. And I'll say, this looks like the better option here. But the reason they're putting you into this is because they're going to make double the commission if you go into that product. So sometimes it's not about what's best for the person or what's best for the, for the world. It's often what's best for people and institutions who are motivated by money. And coming back to being a mentor, in my experience, having seen people on TV and the like, and then having them sit in front of me or over Zoom or something and do a mentoring session, it's a very, very different story. And this is why we have to be careful when there is money involved in anything. But overall, we know, and we've got the evidence now, that this plan and everything that's being rolled out, this started years ago. This goes back many, many years. I mean, just that article that I showed you was 2019, but it goes back way before that. We have evidence going right back to early sort of 2012, 2013 sort of period of a lot of these transition plans, even before anything around carbon net zero was talked about. So as always, make sure that you don't get caught out by certain things. Make sure you always do your own research, use logic, use rationale. Don't just blindly believe and follow what you hear. All right, well, that is it for today. I've got so much uh, content to get through and actually make videos on for you. I've got about 40 different things at the moment on my desk that I want to talk about. But as always, there's just not enough time in the day to get all of this across to you. But I will see you tomorrow then, same time, same place. Take care. God bless. See you then.